This episode and every episode is brought to you by Mass Monopoly. We're an adventure sports agency focused on fueling the brands that fuel us. Everyone here is an adventure athlete of some sort and loves some or all the sports that we support. We help build adventure brands through authentic, value-based marketing. We help you grow your business without selling your soul. Go to MassMonopoly.com for a free consultation. We're also brought to you by 508 Adventure Sports. 508 is a family-run business who want to keep adventure sports affordable for families. They sell handcrafted hard goods manufactured in their New England shop, like their new line of handmade skateboards, and they also source affordable quality accessories for the sports they love, like mountain biking gloves, skateboarding pads, helmets, hiking gear, and all kinds of stuff to keep you and your family out on adventures without breaking the bank. Check them out at 508.com, F-I-V-E, the letter O, the number 8.com. My co-host, Mickey Cormier, one of my most favoritest people, joins me today to discuss uh, whether or not you can or should digitize events. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get off to the races. And just like that, we're podcasting. That's kind of awesome. Kind of awesome. So I thought what would be interesting to talk about is um, events, live events, and can you digitize them? Is there something you can do to extend the efforts? And I guess the reason I thought of it, at least, you know, why might help us have a conversation. I was at Nemba Fest recently, as you know, a mountain biking festival in Vermont. And I was um, just thinking about ways that all the different vendors there and at every other, you know, festival or business conference or anything I've been to, is there a way to to digitize the experience to try and enhance um, or further your relationship with the folks that you're talking to, you know, live and in person at the events? And I don't know if there's a right answer or if we'll figure one out, but I thought it would be an interesting just topic to unpack. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean that that opens up a whole bunch of things. I have like questions like, do you mean before? Do you mean during or do you mean after or is it all of those things? Because yes. there, <laughs> right? Because there is, you know, Facebook, uh, Twitter, actually, because Facebook's already been doing Facebook Live for quite some time. Twitter actually has also the capability to publish live events in a sort of a streaming way. And, uh, you know, it's been doing that since the, um, well, 2016, I think that was its first real implementation. So there are lots of, uh, venue or, uh, social media outlets that, uh, natively will allow you to do streaming video. So there's, there is that. And so what would you, what would you do with that? Right. Could or you- is that, is that the right answer? Uh, and, and maybe, and maybe it's one answer. I was thinking, I was thinking along those lines too with Facebook live where, um, in the instance of where I was at NembaFest, somebody could easily take a like schedule a time, right? When they're going to do a Facebook live to include people who can't be at the event. And you could put your phone into a, like a chest harness or something and go live. And then you could go on a demo ride with a group of people and you could have somebody watching that. That's kind of fun, little gimmicky and kind of cool and includes people. But I don't think it does. I don't know that it does anything for the user or for the brand, except probably garner some likes and, and some, some views. So I don't know, like, what would you, how do you see live or uh, whatever Twitter's is called? How do you see that 
folding in at a live event? Well, I mean, it, it pretty, it pretty much behaves in a similar way. There's obviously video involved. I believe the uh, example that I'm, I witnessed happened uh, around, um, I think it was uh, during the election and there was uh, a debate. And so what was going on, right, was that you were listening live now into this debate scenario. And at the same time, all these, all these um, Twitter folks are with you in sort of a sort of, a, you know, in a space, obviously, this nebulous space, and they're conversing. So their side conversations are happening that aren't part of the live event, but they're live happening. So mm. there's a, a monitor involved and there are, oh, the other thing that I watched in a similar way was soccer. Um, those, you know, you get a bunch of fans that are watching the same soccer game at, you know, at, at an event, they can't obviously be there across the world. And you have like thousands of people joined in on this giant Twitter role, chatting away or, um, you know, making comments and sharing, uh, thoughts and ideas, you know, that in a similar way, you could do that with, um, with Facebook and there's this sort of, Facebook's actually pretty hot. A lot of people do a lot of different kinds of small, like homey events. Um, you know, there are various ways to do that. I, I, I feel like you, you know, um, that it's actually advantageous. You, you sort of bring the person into your experience if, if they can't be there. If, if I'm in California, but I'm interested in Nemba, you know, it would be cool to, be part of some of that Nemba experience, uh, you know, by having this sort of live event. And I, I think you're right. I think you'd need to you'd need to schedule it. It would need to be a little more organized. It couldn't be just, oh, here's like here's like a panorama of like the place, and let's look at some people riding by. It, it would have to be you're right. It'd have to be something that would be way more organized and something that was that that. Um, and I think that's that's the point, right? It was so that you could tailor some sort of a reaction or a response, some sort of action. So I think what you start out with, right, is figuring out what is the what is the reaction or the action that I want to generate from showing this or doing this or having this? What is the point of it? And once you answer that, then you know what you create to to make that solution happen is is the solution. Do you know? So right. if like so if you're like you're you know you're at Nemba and you're a bike company and you want more people to be your fans, you know maybe that's a that's sort of a shallow ask. Maybe you want more people to start riding and think of you when they're riding. That's that's something you could do. You could you could then take them for a ride. You could give them a behind the scenes of somebody uh, talking about the bike, somebody building the bike. They could answer live questions about the bike from people that are actually either engaged in Facebook or Twitter in that sort of life. So, so the whole point of the live thing is getting, it's not just broadcasting out, right? It's, it's having that, that communication, that sort of conversation, even if it's digital between those two, those two parties, the person who might want to buy a bike and the person who's got the bike. Yeah, I think there's I think there's some interest there and it's it's certainly a, a 
a thing you can do to get some eyes that aren't going to be at whatever event it is by doing something live. And especially if you plan it well and schedule it, I think it could be interesting. But I think um, more, more what I'm wondering, uh, or at least where I started with the question, so we should probably look at both, but with the people at an event, so it, um, how do, so if I if I'm a vendor or a company at an event and just going back to Numberfest, if I if I'm a mountain bike manufacturer and people are there checking out the bikes, they're riding my bikes and a bunch of other brands' bikes, how do I continue the conversation with that person that now has ridden my product? Because that's that's ultimately one of the biggest um deciding factors in what you're gonna buy is that's why people want to demo, right? They want to ride it, they want to feel it, they want to see if it's right for them. And they're probably in the market for a bike, or at least they will be in the not too distant future if they're there demoing bikes. At least there's pretty good odds. So I'm wondering, a lot of the companies collected, you know, your email address on a on an iPad while you're signing up to ride the bike, and then they're going to send you an email. Although with GDPR coming on, eventually they're not going to be able to send you an email, or it'll be more difficult to do so. So, what you know, what else? What kind of what kind of a what's in it for them for the user could you do what what is some kind of a something okay in order in order to keep a relationship going to keep a one-on-one conversation or a relationship moving forward from that event and i do not have an idea but something more along the lines of you know the week after nembafest or insert whatever it is here any demo or or festival or conference after the fact, how do we keep going? How do I how do I keep that excitement or the the great one on one human conversation that I had at an event with you? How do I further that? I don't know, but you know, I was just reading an article about using texting, uh, sending text messages versus yeah. versus conventional email. The reason why I'm thinking about that is there is something immediate about getting, and I get text alerts now. Uh, more, you know, for, for instance, I sign up for track this darn package because I want to know when it's coming, when it left, blah, blah, blah. And I'm getting those alerts sent to my phone. I don't get them email anymore because the phone is going to, you know, push that notification right into the window and I get to see it immediately. And then I can, I can choose to interact with it or not interact with it as opposed to for some reason, it seems like a little, just another like, step removed if I've got to engage in an email, which is something I do when I'm sitting down at my, you know, at home with the laptop later. But if I'm out and about and I'm moving around, yeah, I'm totally checking those texts. Texts are something I do all the time. I mean, what if you could, you could, you could use texting as a way to sort of trigger, you know, uh, an action and maybe you send them a coupon via the text that then takes them you know, show, you know, I don't know, links them to their local uh, shop or the website or more information, or I don't know, what does it do? Does it sign you up? Does it do something different? Does it take you to something mobile, mobile interesting? I don't know. Yeah. Or do you, or do you make it more, more micro than macro? So maybe instead of sending out a, uh, a coupon, I mean, maybe you get there, right? But maybe that's not the first thing they receive from you maybe maybe they receive a text hey it was great to meet you at NembaFest. i'm glad you got a chance to ride the bike what did you think you know yeah. and and, it, and it's really personal because it's a text people are generally texting with their friends so you could send that out and uh technically you could send that out to a bunch of people it can be um 
individual. It can be, it can be a one-on-one feeling, but you could technically do it through some sort of marketing software where you wouldn't have to text, you know, the 400 people at every event that, that rode the bike, but you could then respond and personally to the ones that do respond back and you could have a conversation moving forward. That's probably, that's probably worth the effort more than chasing an email chain or, um, or trying to get people to engage on social that weren't engaged because you've got someone that that literally spent time with you and your product and now you're engaged in a one-on-one conversation. That I don't, if I'm thinking about me, that would that would impress me. That would draw me further in. But I mean, or, yeah. or would it creep you out? Is that too big brother? No. Like, hey, Mm-mm. Because here's the thing: because you're you're actually signing up for this. If you just if you are totally honest and transparent about you're gonna you you know to have them opt in as long yeah, as it's an yeah. opt-in scenario then there is nothing creepy about it and and in fact the more personal and relaxed the less selly in other words the text is so so let's just say like the text comes through to you adam and and they're like wow adam you know adams your name you know this is josh from from Nembafest. it was great to meet you i hope you know i, I heard you really like the bike uh, let me know if there are any questions you have about riding or, you know, in general, not even about my bike. That That's what I'm saying. Something that's more like, uh, yeah, here's like, you know, I, I got this cool tip I can share with you about blah, 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 and then send them to a blog or something or uh, send them to a video. Even better, <laughs> in my opinion. So they don't have to read or a podcast. Even better. Something they can listen to while they're in motion. I mean, something that doesn't interrupt, right? Yeah. What they're doing is, as an activity, but is still engaging them with you. I mean, you could f- send out that first, e- um, you know, that first little line out could be done by chat, chatbots. You know, you don't have to even like be engaged, but maybe what you do is you set it up so that when the chatbot gets a response, uh, that, you know, chatbot then turns it over to a human or, there's another like little chat line that it goes through so that by the time that person's ready to actually talk to a human, that, uh, that, that event happens and, and it's, uh, has value, you know? Yeah. I, th- I think for sure that, and I think the chatbot thing is going to become big when they get it right. It's still, it's still wonky and you know, it's a bot. Uh, so it's better not to hide that it's a bot, but I think, True. I think, I think you're right. I w- what I'd like it to do is be, is be seamless. So you don't need to know it's a bot, but it would have to be fast and it would have to be handed off immediately, right? So you could have a bot or a piece of software, not a bot, essentially send out that text to to the 400 people. It could just be the, you know, that that first line of, it was awesome meeting you at, at whatever, at, at Numberfest. And uh, do you have any questions? I was glad to see you got to ride our bike. And then when it comes back, the answer has to come back, you know, within a few hours from the person having an actual conversation. Because the the bots thing, you know, AI is going to be a big thing and it's going to enhance business, but it's not there yet. Like we have one on our website, um, you know, because it's good to explore the technology and, and but it's no good. It, 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 there's no way you don't know it's a bot and we don't try to hide that it's a bot, but it's a bot experience. And by the time you're, you know, one exchange into a bot experience, you're out of the experience, right? Because you're not talking to somebody anyway, unless you're waiting in like a support queue, which, you know, then you're miserable anyway. <laughs> True that. 
Yeah, you know, I absolutely agree. I think that I think that the bot technology is far from being something that is actually useful right now, although it is quickly becoming uh much smarter. Um you know, as as time goes on, that technology is actually like it's on fire taking off. So soon that that'll be a thing. But you're right. Right now, I think you're right. I think you you know, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it's uh it's, you know, handled uh with some script. Uh, and the person engaged maybe gets a, maybe you, maybe you send out like a tiny little two question or three question survey even to sort of get, did you like attending Nemba? Did you like the bike? Did you, Nemba you know, did, yeah, Nemba Fest. Did you like the bike? Sorry. Nemba no, it's Fest. okay. Just Nemba is an organization. Nemba Fest is a festival. So I don't want to confuse anybody. Right on. Yeah. We don't want any confusing conversations. Just you well, and me. No, you know, we no, don't, yeah. no promises. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so maybe so maybe there's some cool questions. Maybe you can get some information about how that person was feeling about the whole thing anyway before you even start down that path, you know? Would you know, you want to talk some more, get, you know, hit me up, you have any questions, chat me back, you know? And and as soon as that person starts to engage, well then you thought, you know, the a real person probably needs to get involved in some way and and, you know, respond to that person. Be a, be a real person to that person. Yeah, that, I think I'd still clear for me, I would steer clear of the survey or anything until later. I would, I would want to do like a one-liner, like a text you might get from one of your friends that you know is is just a personal. Hey, hope you had fun. It was great to meet you. If they then respond, then whoever they got the text from, whether it's the a sales rep they met at the event or some someone's in charge of that relationship, that person should answer back as a human with a with a response to whatever that person gave you back. You're not going to hear back. If you, you know, if you text out 400 people that you met over the weekend and you hear back from 100, that would be a huge response rate. That would be great. And then you should take the time to follow up person to person with those 100 people because those are 100 leads that have intent that just experienced your product and met you in person. That, it doesn't get a lot better than that. You know, oh, I, would, I, I would kill for that. You know what? You're absolutely right. That 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 is so true. That is a great idea. Okay, so so there's texting. So that I think that's kind of an interesting I do too. thing I think that, that can happen. Yeah, I think we have to explore that. I think that because people like texting and you know, digitizing things and having a discussion like this, I, I love getting into real practical and things people will respond to, like a text. We don't have to reinvent the world. It doesn't have to be some new VR technology that's going to digitize the event. <laughs> I just want a way to further my talk with you. That, and that's what I'm looking at is how do we how do we leave the festival, leave the conference center, leave wherever we met and continue a personal conversation, right? Because traditionally you go back to your desk, you've got 400 cards. If you're a regular business, uh, you've got 400 cards of people you shook hands with, barely engaged with, and now you're trying to send an email and, and, and everyone's disengaged. I think at, at a at an event around luckily the stuff that we're involved in where it's more uh, passion based, right? If you're at a snowboarding expo or a mountain bike festival, if you're at these things, it's because you like the sport or love the sport and you're interested. So you already have pretty good conversations, but I think that you have to continue them as a human. And one really good way is that the texting. So I like that. I like that it doesn't have to be revolutionary. We're not changing the world. We're just having conversations with people and we're extending those conversations. We're doing it beyond when we met because most of them, unfortunately, die on the vine, right? They die with that that conversation that you had in person. That's true. 
So taking it that extra step, you know, it's funny what you're talking about is, is using digital basically to go to do something and go back to a very basic human thing, communicate, just straight up talk to the person like Definitely. that one, that one-on-one thing, that relationship, that is, that's the, that's paramount. That's the thing. That is the golden nugget right there. And if you can nurture that golden nugget, you're right. That that's it. It it'll just lay eggs forever. That's, that's a good that's way to awesome. put it. That's a good way to put it. Because what I was trying to get at uh, failing was that to to digitize it. I don't mean automate it. I don't mean to make it somehow become zeros and ones. I just want to find a way to um, maybe leverage some tools, but more extend things. And that that's a great way to put it. You want to continue to be as basic as possible because people, re- people respond to human interaction. In fact, I think it goes so far even more than it used to because people lack human interaction for a lot yes. of part in our lives. Everything's become so digitized and digital in one way and or, or or even if it's not one way, it's one step at a time. You know, it's people engaging in conversations or more likely arguments on social media. And it's become a very disengaged, even if you're engaged in a conversation thing. And what what I think always works better is to bring it back to the, the people, the, to the who. Who am I talking to? And then you can use text messaging to make it a one-to-one conversation. And even if you multiply that times a thousand you know, that that's great. You're doing, you're getting a lot of leads if that's your problem. Well, I love this idea. I think we should start implementing this straight away. Done. <laughs> no, <laughs> I okay. agree. One answer down. Okay. So, so texting's a great way to go. Uh, I think, I think it's, uh, you know what it else that texting does over like phone calls and email? It is, um, light. It's a lightweight engagement on, uh, the engager in the engagee. You know, there's mm-hmm. no, heavy pressury feelings a light te- a text to a person or from a person that you've already met is is you know it's like a no-brainer to answer that it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah man thanks so much that was really cool no i'm cool now chat with you later whatever whatever your answer is that you get back you still you got an answer it i i almost guarantee you send out a text like that you're right you're probably gonna get I I bet you get like a third to half of those folks actually saying, hey, thanks so much. Like, thank you, because that was fun, you know, because these are people that really enjoy the sport and they're they're there for a purpose. They were there to test out your stuff, to, to be part of a community, mm-hmm. right? And, and texting is fortifying that human connection, that human behavior. These people want to be part of a group of of a of of a clan it's like belonging to something and if it feels like you've got an inside to the people that create the stuff that you love that's huge it's like fandom you know Mm -hmm. that's like instant fandom i know if there's a guy his name's ross he works at cinnamon rainbows up in new hampshire and he was such an awesome personable fellow that when when I went back and like he showed me like, oh, here's this surfboard. Why don't you try and demo this surfboard? And then when I went back home and I had a question and I emailed him, bam, he was instantaneously texting me, you know, yeah, yeah. thoughts and ideas about me and my surfing, not, not selling me anything, you know, but talking about 
what, how I like to surf, what I like to surf, where do I like to surf? Like things that, that, that I personally would have been, I mean, that made sense. It was like talking to a person, like a person who cared about making a person who cared about making your experience better. And right. That, it extended the actual yeah, conversation you had yeah, with that person. That was like, a, it was like, it was like, to- I totally, I bought from that guy because that guy was so fantastic. It was like a thousand dollars worth of uh, surfboard, you mm-hmm. know, after all said and done, all the, all the, you know, tail pads and the, and the fins and all that other stuff. I mean, that was a pretty good sale for that. I mean, obviously he probably does a couple thousand dollars every week, I would imagine, considering, considering the volume they carry and the, you know, and where they are right in front of the beach like that. But, you know, for me, that was an extremely personal kind of thing. And it, I, I still, you know, chat with that guy and he's still like, he's like, Hey, how's it going? You know, hope things are great. Let me know how it's going. Let, let me know if you need anything, you know, and it, not in any aggressive way, but a very cool way. And he will always, he will always be my first go-to now if I well, like yeah. have a question I mean, about something. It clearly made an impact on you. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think, so texting is totally, totally the way to go. Another um, thing I was thinking about, if you're at, if we're talking about events like a, like a, yeah, like a Nemba Fest where there are demos, I was thinking about you could have cameras on the ready because GoPros are really cheap, right? So you could have, you could have a GoPro already pre-mounted on all of your demo bikes. So when you, when you sign the person in, you get oh their, God. you get their phone number, their email, and you log their timestamp, uh, on, on when they rode the bike. So then after the event, I think it'd be really cool to send them video of their ride, like you're sending them doing their riding. So, you know, when, when you're really jazzed up about something and you're at an event and you're all excited and your uh, adrenaline's running, you're you're in the moment. And then it can it can wane two, three weeks later, right? But then you get this video that reminds you of it because it's not a video of someone else riding. It's your ride. It's what you did on their bike. And you basically just send it as a gift, like, hey, thought you'd want this to remember your ride. Hope we see you again at the next event. Or, you know, do you have any questions? It's a give. So it would take some effort. But I think that you're you're essentially giving that person a memory. You're giving them something of value that is is free to them. They you know, they they're a winner. Oh my God, that is a genius. Dude, that is genius. That is why isn't everybody do already doing that? That is a freaking excellent idea. You know what? There are there are folks at carnivals and and other kinds of events that take pictures that aren't that that aren't even half as engaging as this concept of doing a video because video is like a like a million pictures it's worth yeah, a million more pictures it's yeah it's totally an emotive thing I mean it's the number one most you know convincing thing that the that the web can deliver you is an awesome visual motion thing and video is one of those things it is it's like bar none the best thing so delivering video and you know what you could tie that into like oh like a cool video gopro wall of like all like yeah and share your video you know once you send it to them and then like hook it up with like yeah i hope you really liked your experience if you you know you want to you can uh you can share this experience up on our you know cool video wall page or that's whatever that's an awesome know? idea or or don't even have them share it what you do is you send them theirs and tell them yes. that it's also it's also published back here in this little community wall you've created of all the people that got to experience the event or rode together and then you can start you can start conversations there 
yep. you know, even between the different users talking about the the products and what they wrote and how it was. That's right? really cool. That's my a, trend. That's fun. Totally. That's fun. My transition. And you'd have like an instant community online, a, a place to have a chat about not only the, the, that, you know, the people maybe you didn't meet that also were at the same festival. But all this, all these other people that maybe at other, because I know, right, like transition as a, as an example, right, we'll go to Vermont, they will go down to where it is in West Virginia, someplace mm-hmm. down in West Virginia, wherever else they go, they, they've got like a couple of hot spots around the country that they're going to hit, you're going to, you're going to then get a huge amount of video community humans that are are stoked about this and will go there and interact with that space a hundred percent mostly because they're on that space like it's their cool video like you cut it like a cool video you could even you can even make it interactive for them and give them like five like little tracks you know to not, add like and not only sauce music <laughs> you know what i mean not only does it Maybe, give that person that little gift but it's it's content. That's content that you can then use for search relevance, for other people finding you. That's going to get people talking. That's going to be something that's going to be valuable beyond just a one-to-one relationship. That's going to help show that you foster one-to-one relationships and grow them on a larger scale. Holy crap. I love this idea. Me too. We should sell this idea. That I is like a great idea. idea. Too. Write this down. I oh, know. it's a good thing we're, good thing we're recording. Because you, I know, right? I like this brainstorming on a podcast. I know. Here we are sitting up, making up ideas. But you can, what you, else could, could, you could literally like flip the, the, the camera around, tell the person, have fun at your ride, you know, go get it. Flip the camera, the camera back around. They go do their ride. When they get back, you flip it around again to their face and say, how was it? You get them in that, in that moment of just coming off a great ride or whatever. You get them having that fun moment. And that's real. So it's not like it's a marketing thing per se, but you're just capturing that happiness in real time so that they can not only relive it when you give them that video that you just took for them, but when you do post that video wall or bring that out to others, they can then see, I mean, that's just basically user generated content showing people having a great time. They don't have to try and sell the bike. They don't have to, as long as you provided a good bike and a good product, they're going to have a blast on it. And that's going to show through in that real legit organic content oh my god that is fantastic i love this idea there's so much you could do with this and you're right you get like that afterglow you know we uh, and in a surfer world that would be like surf glow when you come off and you're done surfing and you have a smile on your face and it's a particular kind of smile that just is there that you know, you're not even realizing you're smiling because you're just having you. You've had mm-hmm. such an amazing time that you're, you're you're glowing, and everyone knows when they look at you that you've had a great surf because of that face, surf face. Yeah, it's, I think that goes awesome. for all the sports, and it would work with yeah. surfing. I'm sure they. I'm sure yeah. they do demos with surfing. I mean, I went to one. I went to a wakeboarding uh, festival this weekend with the kids, and they had wakeboarding demos uh jet ski demos and um whatever those jet boots are that you know that you you fly up out of the water on on um sh- I don't know, shoots of water um yeah. they, they had all that stuff and i think if you had if you had video it would apply to that too it would apply and gopros you know they're waterproof they're bomb proof you just put them on anything and then and they're cheap enough you can I think that it applies to all those sports. You can get that face of the surfer, which I think everyone has that face. You know, you you come down off off any great run or any 
anything from any sport you love, you've got that yeah. shitty that shitty and grin where you're. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Capturing that and sharing that is fantastic. I that's a fantastic idea, dude. That is great. Okay, so there's two great ideas right there. And so the event now just became so much more fun to go to. Now I want to go just to get my GoPro on. <laughs> what else can you do? Do they have drones at these things, by the way? I'm just curious. It's, I don't know if it has anything to do with what we're talking about, but I was just thinking about how cool would it be to like have a drone fly over, like come up out of the out of like a like a tent or a crowd, and like give you like the expanse of humans riding around. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? I think so. Cool. And they did have one there, and I'm I'm sure there'll be cool shots to come out after. I think I think drones are going to be awesome, and like that one that we bought on you know Kickstarter that never came to life. Where oh yeah, the, they're, that they're one. supposed to they're, they're supposed to be at this level so far, but they're not. Where they can follow you around, like instead of a GoPro, if you could send a drone to follow this person on their ride, that would be next level video where yeah. they could see yep. themselves. So it wouldn't just be like reliving the ride through their own eyes; they'd be seeing themselves ride. That would be next level and awesome. Oh, but I don't think oh, it's. It, I, I don't think cinematic. there's any. There's no drones that are there yet that you could like, you know, literally throw a watch on the person's wrist, a bracelet that talks to yeah, the drone and, and just send them off safely and the drone's going to come back. And I think that still to this day, there's still a creepo factor with drones as cool as they are, because when the drone would go up at Nemberfest, you'd hear the thing, you know, up in the air above the above the campground where everybody was. And everyone would start talking about it like, oh, geez, they're spying on us again. I mean, it was always... It always had like a negative <laughs> connotation to the drone so taking fascinating. air. I think people love you know, drone footage, but they don't want to be in it. Yeah. Well, they don't like the idea of what it, what it else it might entail. I think, I think, I think, you know, either, either the generations have to get past it and it becomes like video, like, like today's digital access, which is boundless really. Uh, and people just don't think about it. You know, we'll have to get through a couple of generations for that to happen where people are just like, oh, yeah, drones, you know, they're just like one of those things that we have now. Yeah, I think it's not just a big brother. And we, and we might get to the it's just one of those things we have now, because right now with the way things exist, you still have the majority of the people thinking, well, where's this going to end up? What are they filming? What you know, what where is it going to how is it going to be used? And eventually, if we keep going on their current path, you're right. People will just be like, whatever. Because you know, right, yeah. now there's a in every every city and town at every stoplight, every corner, you're you're on camera, and that didn't used to be the way. And there was a time when people would have said, "Never," you know, that's not 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 right. America. We have rights, but Ex then it, exactly. it just sudden that quietly happened, and now everyone's yep. like, "Well, just that's the way it is." I get a ticket in the mail because yep. I, I blew a stop sign, and you know, they right. they had me on camera. Exactly. And now it's become like a common everyday place and you don't even think about like, oh, I just blew past another camera. Oh, there's a camera in here. You don't even count how many cameras there are actually on you at any given time. You think about it, those people have like every two blocks, they can be following you if they wanted to be. You know who's coming through? <laughs> They're the ones watching through those cameras. Oh my God, dude. No. <laughs> well, anyway. I mean, it can, I, whatever. I mean, we could get all freaky about it, but like, so, so, but it, you know, it is a thing. It's a thing now. And I, I don't think about it anymore. Yeah, you can't. There's nothing you can do about it. You're not going to stay in your house. The right? cameras exactly. are there. You can't just hang out. So, uh, yeah, I think the drones would be awesome, but I don't see a scenario where you could implement that yet. 
I just don't, mm. I don't think the technology is quite there. And I don't think people, well, I don't think you'd have the trust issue where it's not flying over a campground and, and it's people that haven't invited it. Like if you could get to that level where you, you know, you throw a wristband on and the drone talks of the wristband, it can just follow you for half an hour. I think people would love that. I just don't think we're there quite yet with the technology, at least not that I've seen. Yeah, I just feel like that would fail more often than not, which yeah, would be yeah. an, an aggravating experience for sure. Definitely. And I, I think that it would end in a lot of aggravating technology experiences. It would end in your drone crashing into people and possible you know, trouble there. It, but most likely, <laughs> I think more than anything, the like the one we were supposed to have by now was going to have obstacle avoidance and follow the user and all that kind of oh, great yeah. stuff. And that is all great. And I think they're getting there, but I don't think anyone's there yet. So I think if you sent a drone out right now, every couple hours or every hour with someone on a demo bike or or on a snowboard demo or a surfing demo, I think nine times out of 10, your drone's going to hit a tree and be broken or, or crash into the water and be broken or, you know, fly into, it's just, I don't, I don't think it's there yet as much as I really wish it was because then we'd already have our drone and be doing this. Right. Oh, so anyway, back to back to the so all right, so maybe back to the GoPro then. So drones, I'm gonna but I'm gonna package that up and we'll we'll talk about that when technology is caught up to the to our crazy <laughs> crazy ideas. Yeah. So 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 take it a step further, maybe you know, you've 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 captured now this this video that they've basically taken themselves with their with the GoPro strapped to the to the bike. And and then you do like that one step I'll just take one step further and like cut it up for them so it's hot sauce. Maybe you just need like, you know, you need you need you need somebody that knows what they're doing a little bit to go in there, take the footage, cut off all the little you know boring bits and like slam it into something cool. Just a quick cool. I don't even think you need to edit it because you don't need you don't it to so? be pretty. You don't need it to be pretty. It's theirs. It's one of a kind. It's their experience. And like I think, you know, maybe I'm wrong, and I'm definitely open to you arguing me out of it but i think you have somebody um go in pull the footage out of the gopro cut each video into its own piece upload it to youtube with the person's name on your on your company's youtube page and share it out with them so they can come back and watch it they have it on youtube that's generating you the wall that you can share out to all the other social places and your website and um it's generating the the content right and if somebody gets a a one hour or a two hour video of a ride they're not going to watch the whole thing anyway. They're going to they're going to skip with the time bar to parts they remember from the ride that were the most interesting. I mean, no one's going to sit there and watch the whole thing. So I don't think you need to take the effort to edit it. You just have to give it to them. I think it's it's that that personal connection to the experience in the video that would resonate with people more than getting a polished video. And I think the more you try to polish it or edit it, the more it's just going to become impossible to do. It'd become way too labor intensive to yeah. All right. Fair enough. You know, fair enough. Fair enough. Editing video, you go down a rabbit hole. Mm, it's true. Oh, yeah. You're making a very good point. Okay. All right. So that, that, let me trash that idea. Well, I was just thinking that it would be kind of neat, you know, to have like, all right. So, so you shared all these videos. Do you really want all these videos though on, in, in, on a wall in the form that they're in? Maybe, maybe, oh, what if, what if you could, what if you could like have them pick like, you know, pick, pick the best 10 seconds of this video and share it back to us and mm. then make a big, long, cool video from that video. Maybe it's like three seconds. 
give us your best three seconds and be part of like this movie. And like you could create like this really cool flying down, flying down the mountain or up the mountain or whatever little movie with music and shit. I think that would be kind of fun. That would be really, like at the, that would be really you know? fun. And I think like you could also take together all those minutes or you could stitch together. Let's say you had a hundred videos. You could stitch together one 20 minute ride from all the people that went on like the same trail, but you're using, exactly. you're using the hundred different people for, yeah, you're stitching together and, one minute or, or, you know, 20 seconds for each person to equal the whole ride. So for the viewer, they're seeing one experience, but it's, it's, it's a culmination of the hundred different people that did it. And to give that, to, 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 to give that nod to that, like hundred people that did it, right. You would like then trigger like little, like maybe little tiny, like bubbles on the timeline or something, or like, you know, the person's name, like yeah. Jimmy, uh, Mary, whatever, you know, and all, they would get like ticks, like ticks, you know, as the video was playing off, you would see where they were in that. So they gave like a little shout, shout back to, yeah, the, for sure. to the people that contributed yeah. to the video. I think that's kind of neat. And you tag them in it too. I think it's cool. But I yeah, also, yeah. I think that's like a different, a different, um, another way to use the content because it's great to be able to have multiple purposes. Because I also think that getting back to your idea of the wall, um, the way I see the wall is like a big page with, with a uh -huh, lot of yep. videos. Maybe it's four wide <laughs> and it's just a cascading page, you know, so that if you've got 200 videos, there's four wide and there's 200 of them. And if they're unedited and they're raw, and there's all of them, you can click on it. You can, you can, you know, click through a one hour video and only you're going to watch 30 seconds of it, 40 seconds of it, but you're seeing people, uh, you know, unedited them talking. Cause they're going to be with friends at the event. There's going to be people they talk to. There's going to be real world dialogue. It's not, it's not overly produced. It's not markety stuff. And I think there's a lot of things that'll make people laugh. There's a lot of things that'll make people feel like, um, at a part of the experience because they, them yeah. and their friends did something similar. There's just something super organic about real people talking that you don't have to overly produce at all. And you don't have to worry about where you're going to store the billions of gigabytes because YouTube will do it for you. I, I think that there's something. Yeah. Something about that, that would, that people would respond to because it's so real, you know, people spend, ungodly hours in front of YouTube going down YouTube uh, rabbit holes watching these videos that are horribly produced of people that are terrible speakers because it's real and they you know they 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 follow that path that that didn't exist 10 years ago everything had to be polished and pretty and perfect and now the more polished it is unless you're watching a show on Netflix or TV now if it's polished and it's coming from a brand it's marketing get rid of it flush it I'm not watching that I love this idea. We should we should just build this. I know. I think we have to. We should. No, I'm serious. I know you I know. But I'm serious. I'm totally gonna start one now. Like what would it look like? Maybe we you can know how I am. I gotta gotta be visual about everything. Maybe we can send some cameras to one of our friendly companies and have we can work together to to build a demo of what it might what it might look like. Oh, uh, that's not a bad idea. Get them involved in, in that scenario. Oh, that's definitely something we should try and do. Yeah. I think they would be into it just to see what that would like a proof of concept, if nothing else. Right. And then you no know, skin off their nose. Uh, it's a little time investment in ours, but it, we might actually produce something pretty cool. So yeah, it's worth a try. I think that'd be fun.
Yeah, it'd, be, it'd definitely be fun. What else could we do? I don't know. What else can you do? Let's try to move away from getting pigeonholed into the video one because I think there's a lot with it. But unless we're going to talk about something different, what else is there that you could do to make it personal? The texting is really great. Uh, <laughs> a video of you in action is really cool. What else? What else can can further the conversation? What else can can be human? Yeah, well, that's that's interesting. I mean, most conversations, right? We're ta we're talking one on one people. Is there something that they can? I mean, they must have giveaways. What kinds of like what kinds of things do you walk away with? Just physical things that you walk away with when you're there. Did you experience any, you know, people with, I don't know, paper stuff, brochure things, or uh, swag stuff like swag for sure. No, no, no brochures or paperwork or uh, really nothing like that. Nothing that was like, trying to sell anything. But you, well, some of them did, but nobody wanted it. It was, it was, you know, right. Nobody trash. That stuff up. What everybody, what everybody liked and would have, and they don't have it out. You know, you have to kind of ask. It's not like they're not trying to give you anything. I don't, and I don't mean that in a way that they're holding it back. They're they really refrain from being salesy because these types of industries don't sell by being salesy. They sell by being authentic. But if you ask, you know, they've got uh, t-shirts, hats, koozies, um, bike tools. They've got stuff of relevance, stuff that you might like. You know, I got some great shirts. I got some good hats. I got some bike tools. I got koozies. I think that sort of stuff people love because. You're going to have this great conversation with uh, some dude from Surly Bikes. He gives you a koozie, which is kind of – it's not just a koozie or it's not just a, a stupid one, but it's kind of funny. Like I got one from them and it says, do not arrest this person on the koozie. That's what it says. <laughs> so you're walking around with a beer. and then So then every time you're home and having a beer, you're, you're, you know, you're reminded of that. And I wonder if – can you take that one step further? And that – I don't want to go down like a hashtag road on the koozie. I don't want to. I don't want to go down that road. But how do you? Well, you know what you could do. You could. What about this? What about what? What about like saying, "Hey, running a we're running a cool promotion or an insider video or a cool video about how to do something that you could see if you, uh, you know." Give us a selfie of you with the thing that you just got. So if it's a koozie, it's a picture of you in the koozie. Hashtag, you know, back to the back to the originator. And then, you know, you're entered to they'll send you like a secret link or you're entered to win like a prize or I don't know. I mean that's mm, maybe that's a little too markety, too salesy. I don't know. Yeah, I because I I I agree on both fronts. I think there's a lot of interesting ways to come up with a with an exchange through, you know, doing something after the event that you post like with a hashtag or something that connects you to something the brand has going on. I think that you could do it in a cool way. It does, you know, on the surface it feels marketingy or 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 too gimmicky. But I I bet with some work there's something you could do. Whether you're making it, you know, an Easter egg hunt. Or posting yourself. I, I don't like the example of drinking in public with a "Do not arrest this person" because I don't want to think. I don't think anyone should encourage you know things that could actually get you arrested. But, some, right, but right. something, of course not. Something along those lines that connects something funny or inherent to the sport, right? Like because beer and mountain biking are really, really closely tied through through no reason other than almost everyone that likes riding mountain bikes likes to drink beer. 
So like so much so that transition, uh, the dudes over there, they have a brewery that makes them a transition beer. Right. So yes, they, I, I've seen the picture of their IPA. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and and they have a new one, a new batch that comes out every year. It's it, beer and biking is tied very very closely together. So the giving out a koozie that has something fun like "Do Not Arrest This Person" that just hit me. That's a memorable koozie. That I think it does its job. So then, how do you digitize that? How do you take it one step further with connecting? Because that person you, is going to be drinking beer whoever you gave the koozie to. That's it's almost a guarantee, yeah. right? So then they're going to think back to, I can remember when I pull that koozie out to have a beer at a cookout, you know, like um, I can, I can remember back to the conversation I had with the person. How do you, how do you make that conversation continue? Is there a way to take those, those products or those giveaways and optimize them? God, I hate using that word. And optimize them, you know, to, to to create some sort of an action that furthers that conversation. I don't know. You know, that's a tough thing because once 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 they go away with that thing, it's theirs, and they can do whatever they want. They can ignore it. They can build more memories around it that are not your memories. It, it's it's interesting because um, the the only things I can I can think of are like cool things that are Easter eggy, as you said, that go around using the physical object in some way to, to talk back to the person who gave you the object. So, you know, what do you do with your koozie? You know, I mean, ask a question, <laughs> you know, make them, you know, ask them to do something with the koozie that isn't koozie like. What's the most interesting thing you can think of to do with the koozie? You know well, what? wait a second now. You know what you can Perhaps do. I shouldn't say that. Don't do. Don't try this at home, people. You know what you don't might send be able us to do. any koozie shots. I don't want to see any naked koozie shots. Okay. What about if you reversed it and you did sort of a like a treasure hunt? So if you had a koozie that you hid a bunch of them all over the <gasps> event place, and it had it had directions oh, nice. on it to bring it back to your booth, or or maybe it had a hashtag on it, and if they checked it. Then throughout through social, they would get the clue of what it is and bring it back to you. Or, or you know, we'd have to really work that out. Yeah, but they find they find the, you know, they find the thing, and when they bring it back to your booth, if they're if they're of age, they get a beer, and you just have a few cases of beer, you know, at, at your tent. Oh, and yeah, that, that, something that, simple. Yeah, something simple. But you're giving them a beer. I think that that would be so cool. Now that doesn't necessarily digitize past the event, although it could because now you've interacted with them via social. But it also creates a human interaction you may not have had because that person might not have come to your booth, right? There was a lot. Be, yeah. There was a lot of vendors that I never spoke with or demoed their bikes. And if Nemba Fest was a month long, I would have, right? But there's, there's, it's not. It's, it's three days, and there's only so many bikes that you can ride over that time. So that would be a fun way to make sure you get to have more conversations and, and you know, giving out a beer. That's fun. Yeah, actually, I think I think what you're doing too is touching upon the most important part of this whole conversation is how do you bring it back to a conversation, a one-on-one kind of personal interaction, which is the you know the pent ultimate thing that you want to to get out of trying to be their their bike, their their go-to, you mm-hmm. know. I think, I think that's, I think that's cool. So maybe it isn't, you know, it's using digital to sort of create this fun game like thing that they play that then brings you to the conversation that they're about to have. Yep. And then because, let's say, you know, cause they could be on somebody else's bike. Let's be, let's be honest. They could be like riding on somebody else's bike 
and then get engaged in this game and then come right back to you for that beer. And that is your opportunity to have that kind of conversation and change their mind. I well, mean, you don't even have to change minds. That you, uh, yeah, and I don't even think that that's the proper moment to sell them or change their mind. I just think, even, oh yeah, I, I didn't mean it up, like that. I'm even sorry. If they ride up on a different bike. Who cares? You just have a conversation like, "Hey, congrats, you found it," and you give them a beer, and then you cheers it, and maybe you get a selfie of you know the 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 rep or whoever the employee is that's at the event with every person that brings it back and gets a beer. So you've either got you've either got. Um, you know, smiling little video uh, vignettes of each person that finds it or a, or a selfie. And all of that can get tagged out in, in social. And you can ask them then okay. like, Hey, we're going to post this out. You know, do you want us to to tag you in it? Give me your, give me your Twitter handle or whatever it might be. That, oh my God. That, yes. That's a fun way to, to take it the next level. Right. Oh my God. Yes. And then you've taken it. Now you've brought it back outside to the digital space where you can, you can continue to have conversations. Exactly. I love I love that idea. Oh, that was a that was that was a good one. That one I didn't see coming. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. Me either. But I think there's some merit to it. I think that it would work. Yeah, that that was a good one. That's a good one. I like. I love. I kind of love the hide and seek kinds of games. I think those are kind of fun to do. I think everybody likes those. Even even as a child, I mean, it brings out the child and every adult mm-hmm. that you know do those. Um, no, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. What else? What else is there? We could do, you know, we could probably talk like this for almost another hour. I know. Um, because there, I mean, there might be another five or so more ideas we come up with. Definitely. Do you have like another hour? Should we, should we do this in two parts? Yeah, maybe? we should probably maybe do a two-parter, I think. And, and maybe, I maybe yeah. Because I don't know if everyone's going to find it as interesting as we do and listen for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, but this was good. Yeah. I mean, these are great ideas. Definitely we need to come around back and uh, and uh, try and execute on some of those. But Yeah, this was fun uh, I think, too. I think we came up with some good ideas and had – I had a – Yeah. Doing a, doing, a, doing a part two for this would be a great idea too. I think give us a little time to step back and – and then instead of thinking off the cuff, maybe we can come up with some other ideas a little more thoughtful. Yeah, maybe get some feedback Although, from some bike companies too on some of the ideas or, or snowboarding oh, companies or just people we're talking you know with and see see if the ideas evolve or, or how it might work. I think it'd be fun yeah, just, to, just to look deeper. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I we've been actually talking all about the event specifically because you've been at Nemba Fest, and so we use that as the event example. But you're absolutely right. It doesn't have to. It's not bike centric by any means. It can be, you know, this this I think works for all of all of the cool sports that we like to do. Definitely interested. In Definitely, doing. it's not only I, biking. It's just like the impetus for the conversation was Nemba Fest, which is right bikes. On. But this would work for. Well, for any, I mean, then all winter long, there's demos at all the mountain resorts with different snowboarding brands and ski brands and uh, even snowscape brands. Now that's starting to be a thing. And with surfing, I, I, this is, it's it's just a way to, to further your connection to your customer. It's not, it doesn't, it's not sports specific at all. I love it. I love it. All right. So part two, maybe we'll get some feedback from others and we can talk about some other ideas. For sure. Awesome. Well, this was fun. This was fun. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for the – This for the fun. No, yeah, dude. Thank you. 